0: Hello and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. Today we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 20 where the Apostle Paul writes, but you did not learn Christ in this way. And so our verse today is a simple reminder of what we read and what we find in the Gospels. Jesus, as the Holy Spirit reveals him to us, is the Jesus that we are to imitate, that we are to believe, that we are to follow, and that we are to obey. And this is what Paul was reminding the Ephesian brethren all about in Ephesians chapter 4. And so you see the Ephesians were told, just like us, we're told to walk differently than the way we once walked. They were to be a changed people. They were to be a new people in Christ. Therefore, lying and anger and unwholesome words, bitterness, wrath, unforgiveness, whatever the case, these were their old ways. They were to be done with those things. And so following Jesus would not take them down those dark streets. Jesus is all about holiness and righteousness. It's really a simple concept with what Paul says. You did not learn Christ this way. And what I can liken this to is the idea of someone learning to play piano. Different people may learn different ways of how to learn to play the piano. There are some individuals that will take private one-on-one lessons with an instructor. Others may learn in a group type of session. Others may learn by ear. And so what Paul is driving at here is not the manner in which you learned it, but the information That you were taught. The Ephesians did not learn that Jesus promoted ungodliness or selfishness or sinfulness. You did not learn that from Jesus. And so for us today, don't turn Jesus into what he is not. Don't manufacture your own version of Jesus. Don't try to merge Jesus with sin. And this is what we're reading from Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 20. It was applicable to them and it is also to us today. Because sin and Jesus, they don't fit together, and they never do, they never will. There are a few things I want to share with you today that spring from all of this. First and foremost, Paul knew how they had learned Christ. He was speaking from a place of understanding, because he was the one who was instrumental in teaching them and introducing them to Jesus Christ in the first place. And so Paul knew. He knew that he had taught Jesus correctly to them. He knew that following Jesus included repentance and changes. And so there's no excuse to say, well, I didn't know. Because they did know. Paul taught them, and he knew what they knew. Secondly, for us, this reminds us of the important value of teaching accurately, correctly, and as God has stated. Don't spend your time in a class or in reading or in your Bible studies or in a podcast or any other avenue chasing rabbits of speculations, theories, and ideas that are not based upon scriptures. Teach the word of God. Don't teach doubts. Don't teach worries and fears. Don't teach things that are not there. Faith is built upon a solid teaching of God's word. And so build your faith and not your doubts. Third, whoever teaches you can be as important as what is taught. For instance, if someone is misguiding, if they're dishonest and has an agenda, he may, with fancy words, twist things, change things, and present ideas that are not supported by God's word. And in these times, feelings then have a tendency to replace facts and faith. People assume that if they like it, then God likes it. And this warm and fuzzy, confused teaching opens the door to all kinds of ideas that lead us away from righteousness and holiness. And so who are you allowing to influence you? Who are you allowing to teach you? What are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? Do they get what the Bible message is all about? Do they understand the fundamental concepts such as baptism, miracles, the organization of the church, worship, heaven and hell? Do they get it about those ideas? Because if they are wrong about these simple things, how can you trust them about other things? You did not learn Christ this way. Fourth, we all have a responsibility for our own faith. We must take ownership of our faith. I cannot allow my faith to be shaped by someone else. We wouldn't allow someone to talk us into buying a car that we didn't really want. Yet would we allow someone to tell us what we ought to believe about the Lord? Search the scriptures yourself. Do your own homework. Look carefully and look deeply into God's word. Think things out. Meditate on what God has told you. Lower your nets into the deeper, deeper waters and come to know and come to understand and make up your own mind regarding God's word. Fifth, when you build your faith upon the scriptures, you'll soon see others who have a faith, but it's not Bible-based. Their faith is based upon what they wished the scriptures had said. They have no real foundation, and there is no rock supporting what they believe. And so their evidence, oftentimes, is in that God loves me. That broad, inclusive concept has a lot of people wallowing in the mud of sin without any guilt or without any shame. It's allowed leaders to ignore what God says about worship and leadership. And people are flying solo. And it's all under the giant umbrella of God loves me. Does God love you? Yes, God loves you. The Bible says that. But the same Bible also says that if you love him, you will keep his commandments. And so that shuts the gate on all the freelance thinking that goes on today with regard to religious or biblical teachings and thoughts. Build your thoughts and build your faith upon the word of God. Go to the book for your hope. Go to the book for your evidence. Go to the book for your proofs. Be a person of the Bible because you didn't learn Christ any other way. Finally, I would tell you, if we all learn Christ based upon the Bible and the Bible alone, then we ought to all believe the same. There ought to be a unity of thought, which then translates into a unity of action. The Bible speaks of one mind be of the same mind. And so how can we have that one-mindedness? Well, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different stories. We all have different experiences. And so the only way that we can get to that one-mindedness is if we have all learned Christ the same way, the Bible way. Our faith rests upon the same scriptures. A person in the first century who barely knew how to read had the same understanding of Jesus the Christ, as you and I do with the books and the software and the podcasts and all the different programs and information that are at our fingertips today. The gospel story has not and does not change. Our hope is not in finding something new that is out there, some new revelation, some new thought. Our delight is seeing the Jesus that is revealed to us by God. What God wanted us to know is then in the scriptures, not in some newly discovered article or whatever it may be, written long ago or even yesterday. You did not learn Christ that way. You know, that's a great reminder for us who are disciples, who are believers, who are obedient, who love the Lord God and want to be found pleasing to Him. But this is also a great reminder to those who once knew Christ but have started to walk away. It's a great reminder for those who once knew Christ but now have embrace some wild idea that is not in the Bible. It's a great reminder for those who want culture to be the standard rather than the Word of God. But it all starts with learning. We must learn Christ. And the way that we do that is by opening up God's Word and jumping in. Once again, I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to and sharing Pursuing the Pinnacle. As always, it is my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him and obey Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.